Hello. Welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. My name is Kyle Hyatt. And this is James McKeon. Jimmy McKeon, the world's greatest boy reporter. Correct. Here he is. And we're on a field trip once again. We're, we've, we've braved the freeways of Los Angeles County. Yes, it was uh, unexpected. We should have taken a flight. We should have really have flown here. Probably would have been much, much quicker. That would have been, it probably, yeah, it couldn't have cost any money, I'm sure. No. No. But we're here uh, in Ontario, and we're really excited because we are with two of our favorite people mm-hmm. uh, at Bizimoto. That's correct. And it's great. It's nice here. You guys uh, have provided us with water, a lovely conference table. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you for being and here. And some uh, excited lights. <laughs> some excited atoms. <laughs> the, the most excited atoms. Uh, anyway, so yeah, busy. Yes. Hetty. Yes. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this yeah. afternoon. Yeah. So I guess, uh, how did this whole ridiculous thing start? Because if kind of you're known for anything, it's just building ridiculous, ridiculous cars that nobody would build if they were in their right mind. Yeah. No sane people would build. No, not at all. But we love them. No, Thank everybody you. loves them. That's the point. <laughs> They're so great. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why that you're doing it. It's because everybody loves them. So, well, I love them, and I'm just fortunate enough that people love what I love. There yeah. you go. So yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm just fortunate. <laughs> See, Hedy, there she is. She's starting already. So hard. We do this all the just time. Warming up. There you warming go. up. Oh, we're in trouble today. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So you got you got your start with cars with with Hondas, right? Yes. Um, goes a little bit further back, and oh, my sure. parents tell me this, but I don't know if it's true. They tell me that my first word as a child was car. Okay. I believe it. It was actually two words. It's car light. Yeah. Overachiever. Yeah. See how he just kind of like deletes No, I just, just, yeah, just well, setting he precedent for the future. Mm-hmm. Just, he's focused. Exactly. Is what we say. Yeah. No, I just, I'm sure he was just standing, standing around, saw a Peugeot 504 there wagon. There you go. Rumble past his <laughs> ah, queen, nice. queen of the desert. Right. <laughs> first first <laughs> words. Oh, that is so true. Queen of I the love desert. Peugeot's. Everybody Too loves bad they're not here anymore. So yeah, I know. Well, they they might be coming back. That'd be nice. I'll There's be some the talks at Peugeot, one. Citroen, and um, the other one. I could just imagine Renault, maybe. Renault busy, busy camping out there uh, at the dealership, waiting for us, yeah. saying, "I just want the biggest turbos I can get." There you please go. Do not encourage him. Get a trash can lid size turbo on a C4 Cactus. Yeah. Done. 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 Seventy six turbo on a two hundred five. There you go. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So, so start out with um, you know, I loving cars since childhood, mm-hmm. and both my parents are really accomplished scientists. Uh, my father being a geologist and my mom being a brilliant biochemist. They wanted me to follow in their footsteps. They have a cosmetics company back in Nigeria where I'm from, where I hail from. So despite my you know, affiliation or desire or attraction to everything mechanical, my parents wanted me to become more of a chemist. How selfish. Those How monsters. Unbelievable. So I embarked on a academic journey to become a chemical engineer. That was my way of uh, more of a, how should I say? I would say it's more like a compromise. Sure. Of, you know, embracing engineering, uh, which I love, and taking as many ME classes as I could, fluids and thermo and mass transfer and all that fun stuff, Mm -hmm. um, and taking as little chemistry as I could. (laughs) <laughs> just to get that degree. Yeah, just as little chemistry as you could for your chemistry degree. There you go. Excellent. Um, but um, I, I'm very fortunate because I, I do love academia. I do love sciences. And because of my uh, my appeal for sciences, I I always studied very hard and always stayed focused. And because of that, did extremely well in school, in both primary and secondary school. Mm-hmm. Back home to where I didn't even graduate secondary school, or what you would consider high school here. I skipped quite a few grades 
because I was a very, very, very good, very studious, very good, apt pupil. And Car light. Uh, <laughs> see this? See? I hope you guys are ready for this. It's going to be all evening. Okay. So um, long story short, um, I skipped quite a few grades and got into university in Nigeria at the age of 15. Okay. At the time, it, we were the... So you were the, super uh, popular is what you're saying. I would say, well, being in <laughs> all boys school... The Nigerian doogie houser. <laughs> Except I like cars. Yeah. But um, went to school for one year, didn't learn anything. We just didn't have te- technology back home. Mm-hmm. Both my parents went to school here. I went to follow in their footsteps and they agreed. And with two suitcases and a nice plane ticket, I boarded on a flight from Lagos to LAX with a family that my parents, my dad worked for, uh, oil company uh, out here in the U.S., and they were waiting for me at LAX with a sign that says BC is Rioja. And I went home with them, these strangers. It would be really inconvenient if they had somebody, like they let somebody else borrow the sign yeah, from someone else. I know. And they totally did not know this. The yeah. whole time you were with them, didn't know them. I don't know who this guy is. Hey, can you hold the sign while we go to the bathroom? Right. Uh oh. Yeah, here I am. So that was a little, you know, a little big background on how I came here. But to get into the car stuff, even though I was in school and I had this, curriculum i was taking partaking in mm-hmm. i just loved cars and i worked part-time at a circuit city you guys remember circuit cities right? yes you i know, do yeah. where service was state-of-the-art of course there you go that's right so, i bought i bought some highly <laughs> questionable car stereos <laughs> as, as a youth there. no you got one of those uh small uh head units that had a uh, 2000 horsepower no 2000 uh watts yeah something power. Like there you go something yeah. like that. with my, a graphic equalizer and built my in. 1983 rx7 was pretty banging there you go that's right <laughs> <laughs> so long story short um worked at circuit city and had really bad influences there um i worked at circuit city in compton believe it or not which is pretty cool that was exciting excursion well, there you go that was really exciting it's like the modern day coming to america we need to like re <laughs> yeah instead of, instead of mcdowell's <laughs> i was at circuit city that's the one i was at circuit city i mean there's no it. buns on the burger seriously <laughs> we need to, well he he's gonna get to that part so wait what, oh. what year was this <laughs> wow i came to the united states in 89 Okay. Oh, so you're right, right in the wheelhouse for yeah. Compton. Then, yeah, for there you all, go. All the best oh, part. Times. Oh yes, yeah. I, and I saw the riots and all. It was fun. Well, was sure, all, I'm it was sure, fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and even though you know what's weird, even though my name is BC, they kept calling me Kent Kunta for some reason. I don't know what that's. <laughs> yeah, I don't about. know what that's either. <laughs> that's kind of strange. Who knows? Something about roots or something. Anyway, I digress. So, long story short, shout out Lavar Burton. Long short. There you go. Yeah, he's a great guy. Great actor. Great actor. Oh, that was so. Yeah, it was. That's great. So, um. Talking about bad influences, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so I had these bad influences bad at Circuit City. Bad influences in Compton, yes. early 90s. Yes. Um, Who could they have been? This story could have right? gone very differently. It could have. Seriously. Yeah. But instead of partaking in, in very partaking. naughty things in, that were involving guns and drugs, <laughs> I got into this very interesting pastime known as street racing. Uh-oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, so, that's essentially where you just race to the speed limit, and then everyone oh, yeah. races to the speed limit. And then, and then, you, then, and then you gradually... Decrease your, yeah, you decrease you just, your speed, you to, your velocity. You try to see who's going to get the best fuel economy. And, so, and that is, that's, that's what totally win your yeah, wheelhouse. And it was fantastic. Doing literally tens of miles an hour. Exactly. <laughs> maybe 35 <laughs> at the most. Just a little more exciting than that. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. It was, it was interesting because it was, imagine me, this African kid, and really sheltered growing up. And I get into this world where people are racing and making money and it's loud and it's cool and it's fast and it's in the middle of the night and... I made more money there than at Circuit City. It was just really exciting. So, um, you don't see well, and, and look at you now and look at Circuit City now. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's a di- bit of a dichotomy there between the yeah, two, I feel. There you go. Yeah. 
Um, but what's interesting is the first car that I that I that I purchased when I got here was a Nissan 200 SX, mm-hmm. which I had for a very brief period of time because I liked the wedge shape of it. Sure. But I got rear-ended very quickly. Um, always wanted a CRX. There was this book that I purchased called Consumer Reports. Mm-hmm. And it had this, he was like a, and he's laughing. Really, at me. really, it, and no, great reading. Just, you know, a, just really as a page turner. Oh, no, your buff book. Consumer, consumer reports. reports. Yeah, so consumer reports in, <laughs> you can oh, think about this. This is in, you know, think back, this is like 93, 92. And it said this car, there's this beautiful vehicle that has great gas mileage and, and great resale value. It's a Honda CRX and it was really, you know, ahead of its time and, and there's a model called HF, which is high fuel efficiency, which give you great gas mileage. You can get like 48 miles a gallon and it had no AC, but who needs AC? Cause I was in South Bay and, and I looked for one and I found one in Harbor City. I don't think you know this, Eddie. And I paid 3,290. Back then? That's a lot of money. That is, that's, that's a chunk of change. Yeah. Plus, that's, I used to work in Harbor was in City. I can't imagine what wow. that was like in the early yeah. 90s. It was in 88 that's with 102,000 miles. Yeah. Exactly. Was. Mm-hmm. It was great. And I was so excited. So I had this HF. And, um, oh, there's a good story. This is going to be like five episodes. You're going to have to stretch <laughs> yeah. this out. Yeah, we've got time. We've no, there's, got a, time. there's a good story. It's really a good story because um, <sighs> I got the CRX, knew my friends were street racing at Secret City, but I didn't feel I had the metal. I didn't think I had what it took to um, race with them. So I just kind of ignored what they were doing and just went to school, went to work. And then one day, on my way to school, I heard this intoxicating sound emanating from the back of the CRX. It was this deep, do 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 do, and I'm like, oh my god, what is that? It sounds good, but I had a perforated muffler. Well, you know, yeah, it's Mother Nature's performance upgrade. <laughs> it go. is, it is. But I knew it wasn't right, but I liked the sound, so I just said, you know, let me fix this. So I called it local dealership, Gardena Honda, close to Compton. They didn't have a Compton Honda then. I still do they know. have one now? I don't no. think they do. Exactly. Yeah, it's that's a, a good idea. Acura. We should try that. Compton accurate. <laughs> Talk about dichotomy. <laughs> so the dealership it was too expensive as a student. I couldn't afford it. Sure. So there was a place, uh, Supreme Muffler, which is nearby as well. And I went there, and they, you know, they gave me a smashing deal for this Dynamax Ultraflow. Okay. Muffler they could put on that is just as good, but give me a little more kick. So I said, sure, sounds good, cheaper, more kick. Let's try it. So they installed it, and it had this nice deep tone, and my car felt faster. Mm-hmm. So I was intrigued by this increase in power, and I thought, what else could I do? I'm sorry, was that? Hun? Oh, silly. That's so a I, mistake. no, I, yeah, but I was really intrigued. So I said, okay, what else could I do? So I, I understood as an engineering student that something happened. I made this car more powerful by removing a restriction. So what other restrictions existed in this setup? So of course, the intake had to be one. Sure. There was no such thing as a cold air. But I knew that the airbox was a restriction. Just take it off altogether. You know, I did that and it was weird. I gained power, but when the car was warm, it got slower. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I knew so I had to do something. I had to route it somewhere Red else, flag. maybe behind the headlight. So I went to the muffler shop, had them make another pipe for me. Mm-hmm. And I went to a place called Toy Sport. I don't know what they did at Toy Sport. I think they sell parts, but they never cared to help customers. Maybe they sold guns in the back. I don't know. Anyway. So well, Toy I mean, Sport. that's certainly one way to Why make not? it. Why not? I mean, yeah. Toy Sport, yeah. it just doesn't give it away in the name at all what it could be selling. <laughs> yeah, it's Super low-key. <laughs> so um, I picked up a filter, an HKS filter from there, bolted it on, and felt more power. Now, I was one of those obnoxious kids that wouldn't make muffler and intake. I thought I was the fastest thing on planet Earth. I'd rev on everything that would look at me. Well, sure. And hence my story. 
at the engineering center at Cal State Long Beach, where I went to school. In the evenings, the parking lot is pretty empty. I guess people don't like studying engineering. While you go to the business department, hmm. it's packed. Finance yeah. is packed, but engineering is empty. Anyway, I was leaving, and I saw these three girls in a black SI CRX. Mind you, I have my HF. Sure. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know what's coming. So I saw them. I'm like, oh, good victims. So I start the car. I rev on them. She looks at me like, really? And like, yeah, let's do this. So we line up in the back of the VEC, you know, the engineering center, and we took off. She destroyed. <laughs> yeah, she, well, she. I didn't understand the HF with the gearing, and she had an SI with one six. I was a one five eight valve, and she was a one six sixteen. I didn't know any of this. I just thought that I had a cool, loud CRX with a cool intake. Yeah, yeah. She destroyed me, but she did you a favor. Actually, she, she did. She taught you a good lesson. Well, after she laughed at me at the end of her and her friends laughing yeah. at me, I swore that I would be the fastest single cam engine on the planet that's my goal that was my goal and from then on i read what i went to a place called san andres in orange county but this book was the uh, honda performance handbook mm-hmm. okay then i bought uh smoky unix uh power secrets <laughs> then i bought david Vazard's how to build horsepower volumes one and two just dip the car in acid <laughs> yeah i was looking <laughs> find the rules break every one of them i tried to read and absorb everything i could sure cheat and uh no no i no, yeah. you, you obviously you are. If, you, if you're following the steps of Smokey Unit, you're cheating. You're, cheating. Yeah. Oh, you're not cheating. You're not racing. No, he's well. He <laughs> says that, but he had very good concepts that were kind of layman to me, but was really rooted in science. I did understand what he was saying and and started experimenting quite a bit. My actually. favorite Smokey Unit story is he he had like uh he was building a NASCAR or something. Oh yeah, I remember that. And they, they had the the uh, had to be a stock silhouette. And so you know the the somebody's like that. That doesn't look stock. You can't. You can't run that. That no way. He's like, hey man, take your take your silhouette measuring gauge or whatever out to the parking lot, <laughs> measure and it. measure this car. And he's like, okay. I was like, hey, look, there's one right there, and it, it was his car. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, he so got away with it. It's brilliant. I love it so much. I love that that kind of a commitment to just bullshitting. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> it's fantastic. Sorry. Anyway, go go on. So, um, after learning quite a bit, I put every amount of my energy into designing components and figuring things out. I mean, I was so engulfed in my newfound passion, I almost got expelled from school from experimenting illegally in lab. <laughs> trying well, at to least see. it was car parts. It was yeah. car parts. You know, at least you can go just, down experimenting just, with the chemical engineering uh, later. I'm just but, thinking you know. of Busy now driving his car up two flights of stairs, getting his, trying to get his car in the ah. lab, saying, I'm just doing experiments. <laughs> just going in. Just, we're just testing here. This is perfectly authorized. Not a problem at all. But I, I did meet someone who really helped me tremendously, who became a, a beacon for me and someone who really took me under his wing. Um, at the time, there was a place called uh, Advanced Engine Management, mm-hmm. and they just moved from Compton to Gardena. Mm-hmm. And the proprietor then, uh, his name is John Consciaudi, and I met him. All right. And, you know, he saw me and, you know, really took to me very well and, and had a great idea for me because, you know, I was complaining about my intake and how restricted it is. I need something bigger. And he said, I have an answer for you. How about some dual Makunis? Uh, sure. Let's make it happen. So he sold me my first set of dual Makunis with a TWO manifold. And that's when I started my excursion oh. with intake. And I just gained so much power. He had one of those old dinos that um, was a Clayton. I don't know if you know what Clayton dino is. I have no idea. Oh, it's, it's awesome. So it's an inertia-based dino. But instead of seeing outputs or readouts digitally... You had those VO type needles. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. I'm sold. And yeah, then you, yeah, I'm in. You, you, 
You run your car at a given RPM. You turn the brake until you have equilibrium. And wherever that dial sets up, that's the horsepower number. You write down a sheet of paper. And you go next RPM and you hold it and then put it in equilibrium and write down the next horsepower number. And so you had this chart. I made, I, I made 62 horsepower to the wheels. Yes. Solid. Solid improvement. Yes, that was really nice, which is good for an engine that barely made that to the crank uh, factory. So I was very excited. But that really piqued my interest and kept pushing from there on. Not too long from then, I went from 62 to 100 to 130 to 150, sat at 150 for a while, jumped to 180 to the wheels and kept experimenting and finally got that engine, that one five liter engine to 238 wheel horsepower. That's ridiculous. Which yeah. no one till today has even ventured, That's even naturally aspirated. Naturally yeah. aspirated. Yeah. But then again, most people would probably be like, yeah, why bother? Because there's a 16-valve engine. Right. Well, I... I mean, I, I, it's an amazing accomplishment, and I think Thank it's you. super cool. It's, it's, just, really... it's just funny because it's like, yeah, I mean, anybody else would have said, I need another cam. Well, I didn't want to give up. I and I had that. that passion from getting spanked by that girl. Yeah. And on top of that, I was well, intrigued. Taken out of context, that's a whole other. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. Good point. But that's what started my excursion in 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 really racing. And did that mean that after you got to that figures, you were hanging around the Long Beach Cal State looking for that black? Well, Civic? I did not see her again. So I don't. She could have been. She could have been an apparition. Maybe it's a ghost. Like Maybe it was Ed, you. I like Eddie's face. Right anyway, now. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, um, street racing, I started doing very well. And I need to convert all my tapes. We we're talking about that yesterday. I have so many tapes on VHSC mm-hmm. that I think I have a. I think people would refer to those as evidence. Oh well, I think there's <laughs> a, going the speed I think there's a statute of limitations the with there that. Is. I'm sure there's statute of limitations. I don't think I'm getting in trouble now. What they were, you know, it's on the speed. I was in Mexico actually. Exactly. Yeah, the same was taken yeah. in Mexico. Where, where, where it's everybody in totally Mexico. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's a great. suburb. Just outside of Guadalajara. There you go. There you go. So I. This is great. Oh, it takes me back. It's so pleasant. Um, I started street racing quite a bit. Never lost. Not because I was the fastest, but I always stood in my opponent. And I learned very quickly that even racing was a lot more psychological than physical. Mm-hmm. So if you go up to someone, just look at them and just walk away, they freak out. Or if someone's doing a burnout, you just sit, get out the car, look at them. Doing a burnout, you get back in your car, that freaks them out. Just so many small games mm-hmm. you can play and they just lose it. Kyle knows this so I did extremely well. well. Right. I practice all of these uh, techniques on James <laughs> He's on a daily basis. Well. So was the, he has, wow, he won't talk amazing. about it. Yeah, I mean, my car never works, but that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why Jens spent, spends a lot of time staring at everyone else in their cars. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest pay, $5,000. $5,090, which is pretty nice. Is and, nice. Yeah, it was, Back it was when money nice. was still green. Exactly. I like it. When we used to pay, how much were we pay? $0.99 cents per, gallon, per gallon for fuel? That was awesome. Isn't it funny, like how everybody uses fuel as the standard for? It is good. It's a good reference, you know, for time and yeah. economy and well, that's that's my reference. Think. Though you think like water is more expensive than fuel, still, right? Probably. So. Oh, you can see. I know. I know. Milk has always is definitely way more. Oh expensive yeah, than fuel. absolutely. But like, I'm trying to think how much gas was when I got my license, early early two thousands. Early two thousands had to be. It was, it was, it was a, a dollar. It was like no, a dollar. Two, almost two dollars. Almost. From, two in Washington State, it was a dollar. Oh, you're Washington State. Okay. A dollar thirty. And, and even that with, with was far too much for my paltry budget with, ah. with my rotary with a broken fuel gauge. Oh, my. So I was stranded on the so side of the road a lot. The ears. Yeah. Rotaries are awesome. <laughs> no, I'm just They're saying. They're lightweight. 
two thousands when you first got your license? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I got my license when I was eighteen. So, oh three. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, James isn't. Yeah, James got his license in 1974. That's correct. Awesome. It's wow. just his baby face. When you face. were 20, <laughs> yeah. when he was 35, he decided it's time, time to get time. a license. I'm sick of riding the bus. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then the fuel crisis happened, and got it. Yeah, my story is going pretty long. Let me shorten this up. It's going pretty long, but nonetheless. But you know what's I, good about this is that he mm. doesn't really share this part of his life. I, I think. don't. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like an insight into how special. you started, which is why we like special. talking to busy. That's yeah. Special. That's why we came out to Ontario. Thank and, you. And also, I don't think we're going to have anyone with more degrees than busy ever <laughs> on our show. It's true. <laughs> he, like, if you look in the dictionary, uh, ne- the bit next to the word lifelong learner, it's You're a too kind. busy. Yeah. Oh, I just love, I just love, I love academia. I do. Okay. Well, did the last two races I mentioned. Um, came out to Ontario, believe it or not. Ontario stopped me from street racing. I saw a mishap here when I came out here to race. That would and do that it. Was, and that was it. I saw that. That was it. I was done. So I started uh, going to local drag strips. There was a drag strip in uh, Long Beach mm-hmm. known as the uh, Brotherhood Raceway. Okay. More Terminal Island. Hedy always laughs at that when I say that. Oh, the, yes. term, the Terminal Island. Yeah, Terminal I'm familiar Island. with that. I've, I've watched go. like a Brotherhood documentary on Raceway. Brotherhood, Brotherhood Racing is what the got Brotherhood, me. The Brotherhood, Brotherhood. Brotherhood Raceway. <laughs> so, um, Are you a member of the Brotherhood Racing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> and Palmdale. We had our uh, very nice dusty track out there in Palmdale. So we did quite a bit of that. And that's when... You know, sport compact drag racing just went bananas. You think about the mm-hmm. late '90s or 2000s; it was it was amazing. Big money coming into sponsors, and even though I graduated and got into uh, pharmaceutical research and started making some money, I remember vividly and fondly how much exposure and attention I got running a single cam engine. I just decided to stick with it, sure, and see what I could do. And that's when eyebrows started raising. At the time, American Honda would send scouts out to local events to look for talent. And John Yoshinaga, who was in charge of uh, the Honda uh, factory performance division, saw me, approached me, and said, hey, how would you like to uh, get paid for racing with Honda? As and if you that sounds good to me. Absolutely, absolutely. no. Don't give me any money. Don't you hand me cash. I'm not going to take it. I'm Top interested in the purity of the sport uh, exclusively. Uh, it's uh, all it is. This is... I don't believe it. Yeah. No vulgar money, please. Ah, well, when I woke up, I took the money. Well, none, none <laughs> of that. I'd say um, it was great. It. Good work. I would, have, I would have spitten his hand off, to be honest. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, that is rude. Quite uncouth of you to spit on someone's hand. Uh, no, bitten. <laughs> oh, Take it right bitten. away. Even, yes. wow. I heard spit in as well. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's that English accent in mine, Carl. One day you'll <laughs> it, pick it, up some of that. It confounds me every time. <laughs> it does. Yeah, you colonialists. And <laughs> That's awesome. Commonwealth. There you go. Okay. Well, nonetheless, um, I enjoyed that. Did extremely well. And I think I was getting $1,200 per event, per event or so and so forth. It was very nice. Pretty solid. Um, but something interesting happened. I started going faster and faster. And I was one of those guys who just loved stickers on my car. So I'd represent, she's laughing because she remembers that. And I was just, oh, here's this new MSD device. I'll put a sticker. Oh, look at these wires from Jacobs. I'll throw a sticker on. Oh, you know. I like these guys. Their shop is nice. Elite. I'll just put another sticker of Elite on because I like they were nice to me and said hi when I walked in. So I, my, my CRX became this like rolling billboard. It was pretty crazy. You'd think the stickers gave me horsepower. And then something. They according do. to the internet, they, <laughs> they, they do. do. At least 10 each one. <laughs> and something happened that took my game to the next level. And it was actually her. Well. She happened. What a segue. That's yeah. awesome. You're meant for podcasts. Just nailed well, thank it. You. Yeah. Thank you. Clearly, this isn't your first rodeo. No. Have you done this before? 
No. Oh. You guys look vaguely familiar, but yeah, we get that a lot. We're <laughs> sort of generic, tall, <laughs> roguishly handsome. There you go. Witty. That's right. We all look the same. Uh, so, so yeah, you met you met Hetty, which is I did, uh, and now here, so many lo, so many years later, and so many more horsepowers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you changed things for me, Hetty, big time. No, it changed you. No, it's true. It's true. Because no pressure now, This is the first time we're pressuring actual now. feelings into our podcast, <laughs> and all of our all of our uh, listeners with Aspergers are going to have a big problem with that. Yeah. <sighs> But anyway, so yeah, go, go on. So, so you, how'd you guys, I mean, how'd you guys actually meet? Was it at the track? No. No. It wasn't. You have, BC, you really do have to tell this story because I will just I'm jump. sure they're tired of hearing my voice. No, Maybe go ahead. You me. have a, a face made for podcast. I mean, a voice. Oh, see. Oh, 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 well done. Well, <laughs> well done. <laughs> my phone wasn't on silent. I would have done rap air horn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a race in Texas mm-hmm. with my beautiful CRX. At this time, I now had converted my street CRX to now a one-piece front end, still unibody vehicle that I couldn't no longer have as a roadworthy chassis. Sure. So I had a small open trailer and had a Chevy Dually truck and had to go to my sponsor now, Weber. All right. Which is interesting. So I've done so well racing at the time and broke quite a few records and started raising eyebrows and... I needed something bigger than what Makuni could offer. At a, I think Makuni's biggest at the time here was at a 44 PHH. And it was time for me to go to something bigger, like a 50 and ultimately a 55 you DCOSB. Didn't, you didn't consider SU? No. no? SU, oh no. No Delardos, no, no SUs. Yeah, <laughs> none of those. SU. A couple of Strombergs. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Flying toilets, you know, things like that. Oh, that actually is a carburetor. Okay. So. Is it really? Yeah, it is. It is. Flying toilet? Yeah, it's a flying toilet. Show it to you. It's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. It's literally not a flying toilet. But no, I mean, duh. Yeah. I mean, if it was, it would be well, actually, I'll give you some credit. <laughs> something for you on that front. <laughs> <laughs> so I needed some emotion tubes because I was going to race at the River City Raceway in San Antonio. And the, you know, the thing about carburation is it can only meter but so much. When you have abrupt changes in uh, density altitude, you have to sure. change your jets. Yep. So I needed some emotion tubes and some jets. And decided to uh, go to Weber. But I was running out of fuel. So this was really... It's so weird, gentlemen, how this really happened. Because it was an Arco gas station. Mm-hmm. And I never go to Arco. And the reason why I don't go to Arco is in my final year um, in my baccalaureate uh, degree, I had internships at both Arco and Mobile. And Mobile's additive package was grossly superior. Sure. Then Arco. Arco wasn't a really good added package, at least at the time. I don't know recently, but at the time it wasn't a great package. So knowing, being armed with that information, I wouldn't put that in my, my vehicle. So driving by, I really needed some fuel. So I pulled over to this petrol station, the Arco nearby, and reluctantly stopped my vehicle to get some fuel on my way to, and this is in Gardena, by the way. And by the way, I already moved to Hacienda Heights. So okay. I had to go to Gardena to pick up some jets and motion, motion tubes. Get out of my car. And on the other side of the island, I see this young lady in a blue Corolla. Okay. And I was intrigued. Not because it was a lady in a blue Corolla. But because it was a blue Corolla. Because Am I it right, was a guys? Blue <laughs> it's all about that blue Corolla. It's all about the blue. She had... You know, I just saw this, this lovely lady who, of Asian descent who had braids in her hair. 
You, oh, okay. All right. Now, now, gentlemen, braids is indigenous to where I'm from. Sure. Not Asia. So I was really intrigued. Like, who is this enchantress <laughs> with braids? Amazing. And she's, she's laughing, but I was intrigued. Uh. I was really... My interest. She cast like, a spell on you. Very. Early. I was. I. I was. Like, I have to know what, who, what this is. I have to. Yeah. I, it was <laughs> yeah. weird. It was weird because she had this what USC. Is this? I mean, I remember like yesterday she had this USC cardigan on and and shorts, and these braids. And I'm like, oh my god. So I'm like, okay, BC. Okay, hold on. Be cool. Be cool. Yeah. Be, be cool. cool be cool. And that's a proper phrase to say because what, the way, being Nigerian. Raised by my father, who if you guys met, you would understand. Mm-hmm. I only owned one pair of jeans. I always had slacks, three-piece suit. Sure. <laughs> That's like, how I got tra- yeah. like trousers. Like a gentleman. Yeah. dignity and self Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. So, I hope you still stick to that mantra now. And only oh, still Hedy, have one she corrupted me. She corrupted oh. <laughs> 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 So I wouldn't... I, I, so I'd feel comfortable talking to a young lady if I was dressed the way I typically dress. But I'm getting ready to go to Texas. I'm towing. I have my one pair of jeans on. Your towing jeans. Yeah, my towing <laughs> jeans. I have this quite, somewhat vulgar shirt. Mm-hmm. From the, I don't know if you remember from the 90s, they had this... Um, uh, 7-Up had this slogan, Make 7-Up Yours. Oh, yeah. So that's the shirt I had on. Make 7 on the front, Where'd up you yours in the rear. you buy that from Hot Topic? No, I don't... You know what? I think I got it from Oak Tree. I'm not sure. <laughs> but... um. One of the one of the stores, maybe Hot Topic, maybe, hot it, was topic. Hot, maybe it was Hot Topic. Oh, I think it was Oak Tree. I think it was one of the in the bargain bin, something like that. So I had this shirt on because I didn't care. I mean, it's just I'm, I'm shedding like a detian. I'm towing. Absolutely, my towing right. shirts and 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 towing trousers or jeans. So <laughs> towing trousers is going to be the next thing. Your I'm official put my towing trousers. Your official Bizimoto <laughs> towing, towing trousers. It's <laughs> a new line. Awesome. So I see this lady and I'm like, okay, BC. You look ridiculous. You cannot talk to a lady in this kind of... In know, my towing trousers. In, this, in my towing trousers, yeah. So... Dress for practicality, not for courting. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I shook my head and said, okay, no, no, just just stay focused. Get your fuel and leave. So I go inside to pay because obviously they don't take credit cards at the pump. You have to go inside. No. Yep. Arco with a debit card mania. Mm-hmm. And I meet her at the door. I hold the door open for her as a gentleman that I am. No, Shivri is not dead. And she says, oh, thank you. And I hear this voice, her voice. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to talk to this girl. So I pay, go back to the pump, and I go up to her. And I ask her her name. She tells me her name is Hedy. And I asked her if she was married. She said no. Good to, her, good to get that question straight. Yeah, get out there. Like straight, one, absolutely. straight to the point. I had to go to point. straight away. My sponsors are waiting for me. I have yeah, to exactly. you know, what you in and out. Are you married? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it wasn't that quickly. I mean, you, you give so a pause, creepy. you know? Yeah. No, straight in there for the kill. Are you married? Hi, are you married? No, yeah. Right. Jump in, my sponsors That's are waiting. Right. Let's jump in. in. <laughs> jump in. Pull, pull the crow on the trailer. There's room. That would have been a better. My sponsors waiting. My CRX is very small. Yeah, check this CRX out. Oh, I like goodness. the I like the Rex back here. So I um, she said no, she wasn't married. I asked her if she was courting anyone. And she said no, she was not. First, she gave me to look like, what year are we courting? What is this Gaelic you have to, English? You have to talk to my father next. <laughs> <laughs> Are you currently going steady with anyone? <laughs> and she said no. So I told her, you know, I'm going to Texas. I have an event out there and I'll be gone for a while. But when I return, I'd love to take it to dinner to get to know you better. 
um, may I have your number? I can call you later on. And she gave me the look like. Uh, Actually, I think she's probably in that same look. Now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I have, uh, yeah, strangely, I can picture what that look might yeah. might have been. It's I think just my eyes because I'm Asian. Oh, well, it's natural. There, there no, she gave me the look. She gave me the look. <laughs> I get that look sometimes when I'm in trouble. And uh, uh, it was, I said, it's no big deal. It's just dinner. No big deal. We get to know each other. And she, gentlemen, she reluctantly, when I say reluctantly, she reluctantly probably took her 30 seconds to give me her number. All right. And she did. It didn't end there. Oh, no. No. My good friend, James. Hello, James, if you're listening. He is my best friend and uh, best man at our wedding. I hope he's listening. No pressure yes. now, James. <laughs> I know. Now you have to better listen. Be listening. <laughs> James, you pray to God you're subscribed. You go. <laughs> Otherwise, you're in trouble. <laughs> We're going to be checking on you. Mm-hmm. So James and I had this little thing we did as bachelors where if we got a girl's number, we waited two months to give them a call. We didn't want to seem desperate. That is... <laughs> You, I mean, obviously, Talk you, you had to have seen the movie <laughs> Swingers by now. That is some commitment right there. Yeah, two it months. is. Yeah, two months. Yeah, and it was, yeah. it was what we did. stuck with a single cam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got a game. You got to stick with it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Amazing. Go with what works. Go with what works. Two months. Two it months. works. You don't want, what do you want to do? Call, call you right there and then? Like Eight weeks. Yes. Two months. Two months. Single cam. Hey, do you remember me, the guy from Four the gas station? Fortnite. The one that was uh, in, yeah, my in my towing trousers. trousers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what? Not many Nigerians walk around, so I, at least at the time. I guess yeah, that's fair. So you got if, that going if, for if you. If you if you call like, oh, you're the guy with African with accent. Yeah, that's me. So, um, well, it's interesting. So two months passes by. Whip out her number, give her a call, goes a voicemail. I leave a message. It's BC. Met you at the petrol station. You know, give me a call back. Here's my number. And I hung up. A day goes by, no recall, no return. Two days. A week. Three months. Two <laughs> weeks. I like, this, I like this style that's going on here. Two weeks. I'm like, okay, I'm getting angry now because this never happens. You know, usually they're like, oh my God. You Nobody ever doesn't call me back yeah. after I don't call Especially them after a, two months. Yeah. After two <laughs> months. Even in my towing trousers. Yeah, yes. I did trousers. I did, yeah. So <laughs> you're having a good time, aren't you, Eddie? I should have had you tell the story. No, no, no. It would have been already finished. Yeah. <laughs> she would have you'd have to chase. Towing trousers, gas station, two, two months ago. <laughs> Barely a look. Yeah. That's it. So I I was getting quite vexed and like, no, 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 no. This is this is not. I called her then again two weeks later. And she picked up. I'm like, oh, sigh of relief. Do you remember who I am? BC, Medigate. Oh, yes, I met you. I remember you. So, um, you know, I called you early. Oh, I was in Korea. She was in Korea traveling, or so she told me. And uh, we set up a date. And believe it or not, our first date was at an Outback Steakhouse. Oh. All right. No rules. Yeah. Bloomin' onions for everyone. There you go. <laughs> you know, some shrimp on the barbie. It's James's favorite <laughs> restaurant. Uh, it's the only restaurant that'll admit him at this point. Yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Uh-huh. Let's go get Outback tonight. Yeah. Which is great because... um. They end up being our sponsor for our race team, well, which is great. So um, that's so weird and yeah, awesome. It is. That's it pretty is. great. Very awesome. Blossom. Awesome. So, there you go. There you wow! Go. Great plug. Thank you, honey. Mm-hmm. They're coming back. They are. They are. So we went to dinner, and gentlemen, we hit it off. It, it's so interesting how well we got along. How even though I'm from West Africa and she is, you know, first generation, uh, you know, Korean. Our cultures being so far apart were so similar. How we, you know, 
interact with our elders, what we believe in, our dedication to academia, all that good stuff. It was just really, you know, how strict our parents were to make sure we had A's. And it was just really, really, really interesting how Eddie, similar they were. Hopefully you believed in having more than one pair of jeans, though. I love jeans. There you go. See, I turned him out. On, the story good. will come out. Okay. And good. she converted me too, because now I have I plenty of jeans. Him. I have <laughs> all type of jeans. I'm wearing. I don't know what is. I'm wearing camo. Camo now. I'm. Just... But just in case, and there's a glass case in the back. If you have to tow anything, <laughs> and the towing trousers. Straight out. <laughs> so um and so the segue I had earlier on was around how she changed my whole racing thing with all these stickers. Mm-hmm. So. She became a very, you know, we were inseparable after that, our first date, and she became a very, very, very key element in my life. And of course, she embraced, you know, what I did, what I love so much, racing. But she had a qualm with me. Um, she had a challenge with the fact that I had all these stickers on my car. And she said, BC, all these stickers you have, what's the deal? Well, this one is the MSD. I like their, you know, digital 6AL and I know I love Jacob's wires and oh the guys from Elite they were very pleasant to me they gave me soda when I showed up at their shop and I'm running a sticker and she's like no 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 unacceptable BC if if you're promoting these people they need to compensate you I said no they already helped me they're making products that allow me to go faster no I want to represent she didn't leave it alone the next day BC you're driving around like a rolling billboard I'm getting embarrassed with this car if you're going to run stickers, you need... Hedy, no. It's okay. I like these guys. A week again. We could pass this again. BC, these stick... Okay, Hedy. Tell you what. Tell you what. If you're so gung-ho about me getting compensated for running stickers, you go and get the compensation and I'll give you 10% of everything I get in. She's like, all right. <laughs> Game. <laughs> Challenge accepted. The, ne- the next year, I had to pay her $8,000. <laughs> that'll happen and that's the first year that she did it I got, had to give she got me 80 grand and some co- work, including hey. Outback where we first had our, All right. our date what's oddly enough <laughs> though is that he's actually telling everybody about the figures because we're very secretive about such no that things. was back then I mean that's that, true like penis I mean but now, considering but... inflation and gas <laughs> oh yeah that was that was a lot of money then but she was very full Hedy you got you got partners that no one gets. I mean, you got Outback Steakhouse. The thing, the thing though, too, I is so like much Outback. Everywhere <laughs> right? we traveled around Why the not? country, it was, awesome. Right. Yeah. it was awesome. It's just, I mean, the car looked like a hot mess. Really, sure. That was one thing that triggered it. And they the, call it sticker bombs right? now. Oh uh, yeah, it wasn't that bad. But I had That's a lot true. Of I had a lot of stickers. They do call it sticker bomb now. I had a lot of stickers. You did have a lot. Of stickers. I had a lot of parts in the car. It was good. It was good times. Yeah. So she was, and that's why I started, and. Meeting Hetty and her being a very, very, very good in business and me very, very strong in sciences and technology. We are like the perfect couple. And fast forward to today, we have all these projects where we interact with OEMs, major companies, everything from electronic arts to Mattel, Honda, Hyundai, Ford, Toyota. Now we have talking to some guys from FCA. A lot is going on. It's fantastic. And it all started with the same John Yoshinaga who scouted me at mm-hmm. the races. Yep. Calling me, it was 2009. I was, I remember I was at AEM, believe it. AEM, I'm always there. I'm at AEM and I get this call and John says, Hey, BC, um, remember that CRX that you had? I'm like, yeah, I remember. Well, we're coming out with a newer version. It's called CRZ. Would you build one for us? Uh, sure. And we took that lowly CRZ from mid hundreds horsepower hybrid 
kept the hybrid power plant, Duramagic got it to 533 horsepower. Oh my God. And improved the gas mileage. And it was, people ask me, how did you do that? I did, once again, going back to my roots, took away all the restrictions mm-hmm. so that, and I had a, I had a 64, I had a big turbo on that thing, 64 millimeter turbo. Well, so, that it help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It made power. So, I kept the integrated motor assist intact, but the petrol engine side, uh, heavily modified. And since the turbo is so big, when you're cruising, you're in vacuum and you still have great fuel economy and you remove the restrictions of intake and exhaust. So now you're more efficient. But when you step into it past 50% throttle, the turbo spool up. It's fantastic. It was, it was great. I, I have it back there. It's still back there. It's oh, well, we'll have to investigate yeah. this. Yeah. Sounds good. There's it's really a lot fun. of things to investigate back there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We'll be here all night. Uh, sounds <laughs> I've good. Got a, I've got a notebook and my Fisher Space Pen. I'm ready. ready. <laughs> so that's how I started. And after the success with that project, the OEMs, others started taking notice and Hedy started getting calls from Hyundai and then Ford and we continued and our popularity continued to go on and on and on. I just, something I talk about a lot, gentlemen, I, I love improvement. Mm-hmm. It's extremely important to me in my mm-hmm. personal life. It's just to my soul and my core, I just love to become better each day, better than the day before. Sure. And it just, it, it really is a, a, a great thing that I happen to just love cars because I take that same mantra and extrapolate that to automobiles. So even when you guys came in today, you saw that little S2000 I was playing with. And yep. it's just me dedicated, trying to improve it and make it better for the client. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's what I do. Despite his best efforts, to the contrary, <laughs> he's never going to hear this. <laughs> it's the internet. You can say whatever you want. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so it, that's, that's my, that's uh believe it or not, a, 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 a brief snapsy of, my story and what I've been doing and how I got to where I am today. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, the, 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 your, the CRX was a big deal. The CRZ, um, your Honda Odyssey minivan <laughs> is <laughs> kind of popular, quite popular. Um, especially your 911, especially it has, I mean, that, that's where I first heard of you. Thank you. Low so many years ago. Now it seems, I think, when did I, I put that thing in 2008. I say, I must've heard about it in like 20, 10 wow. i think i saw it like on a forum or something somewhere i was like <laughs> i don't understand what's going on here but i <laughs> like it i appreciate it <laughs> yeah. that came from one of my honda guys believe it or not oh, that yeah? that porsche influence was from one of my honda road racers benny if you're listening he thank should you be very much. again another there one you go. <laughs> I like this. We are, we're almost we've tripled benny right. pequa uh, listeners he is um a retired enthusiast who young guy retired uh made his money into the dot-com boom cool and his first car when he came from france was a crx <laughs> so he kind of has this special place for hondas in his heart so even though he's very financially stable he still to today road races hondas well there but uh his dealing things about hondas yeah. i mean i i was telling james on the drive over here that i've been kind of mildly obsessed with the idea of getting a DC2 Integra. Oh, good choice. I should. I don't have anywhere to put it. And I have a wife that always wants, already wants to kill me because our car never works. <laughs> so You know hey, what, someday. though? Like, just to chime in with Hondas, I think culturally, like the Honda community mm-hmm. and BC being influenced in the 90s has allowed the creativity to, to foster into what we do with Porsches. Oh, sure. So when we, yeah. So when we initially built the Porsche, it was like, oh my God, so blasphemous. Why would you do this? Why would you do that? The purists were super upset. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the a lot of- they get upset about everything. Everything, right? But we did have a plan, sweetheart, if you remember. That's true. Because it was my first Porsche. 
So back to Benny. Benny, road racing guy, but drove Porsches daily. And he was so impressed with what I did with his road race car. He suggested, BC, you should get into Porsches. There are not really many creative tuners out there. I think your your spin on things would be a good thing for the industry. So you should do it. And I, I took his advice and went to San Diego. And he escorted me. We found this rolling shell from a Jaguar enthusiast. Jaguar enthusiast. And um, picked up this, ro- this, ro- this 930 rolling shell. And my goal, our goal was to build a car where everyone had paid attention. Mm-hmm. So the purists, even if they didn't like it, would pay attention. The hot-rodding guys were like, oh my God, that's awesome. And even people in the Honda scene, where we come from, would say, hey, I know it's not a Honda, but that's pretty cool. Sure. So in normal BC fashion, what could we do? Now, I had a lot of experience with the D-Series in my CRX, which people mm-hmm. thought was a rubbish engine. What rubbish engine is in the Porsche world that I could explore? Oh, I know, I know. Right? Yeah, it's the M96. M96. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So yep. you're right. I go into forums like, rubbish engine. Oh, bad engine. M96. Oh, my goodness. Porsche's so-called Achilles heel, the most horrible thing in the world, blah, blah, blah. And I look at the so-called shortcomings, and they pale in comparison to what we see in the Honda world. Absolutely. I mean, in the Honda world, when we have an engine that lacks in integrity in one part, we reinforce it. We address it. Sure. I mean, but it kind of comes with the territory because back then yeah. there were not a lot of aftermarket support. So a lot of a lot of these guys had to be super creative mm-hmm. in designing their own parts, sure. figuring things out. It wasn't as copying. Was, right. Or <laughs> copying. <laughs> well, the thing too, I think like if if you if you lunch your B sixteen motor, you're out a couple grand. Right. And that sucks. Right. If if your M ninety six goes on you, that's I mean, even like a crappy one is probably what twelve grand more well, at that, that was, time. That's that's now. Then it wasn't so bad because when people, you know, I purchased. I remember we purchased Hedy an um a nine nine six. It was a white one with blue interior. Very strange combo. Oh, and it had a knocking that. engine. Yep. So we that. bought this nine nine six with a blown engine from from this one. He was an auction guy. It was for eleven thousand. Okay. Complete so car. complete car, and then we found a running M nine six engine. From Todd, God bless his soul, from a Los Angeles Porsche Dismantler okay. for 4500 mm-hmm. at the time. That's pretty reasonable. That's yeah. a long time ago. So we put in the engine in the white 996 and sold that for a nice little profit. And now I'm sitting on this blown engine. Hey, let's see what's going on. Yeah. Great opportunity. So I did all, I addressed the IMS bearing, uh, addressed all the uh, just sleeves so it wouldn't de-chunk, mm-hmm. um, improved the cooling. In the engine itself, uh, the valve train, being that it had hydraulic uh, buckets, the springs were a little too light. So went with uh, dual valve springs of our own design. Uh, dressed everything that we could based upon my experience with high-performance inline fours. And, of course, in normal BC fashion, slapped on two of the 64 millimeters that I use on the CRZ. <laughs> of course. I could only, you know, why not? Why not, right? Well, I mean, there's exactly. there's plenty yeah. of, of Porsche precedent for slapping two giant turbos on the back <laughs> of the motor. Flames happen, yeah. That's right, yeah. But that lasted very long. I mean, very short period of time. That was a short, short-lived excursion for me. Right. Because um, my dyno, it's the one I still have, pegs out a Moments 1100. Which seems like a shortcoming for you <laughs> in particular. But not <laughs> most people. <laughs> Kyle well, and I, yes. Busy? <laughs> no. Well, the blue Porsche, first time on dyno, pegged it. Had a red screen of death, over torque, shut down. <laughs> it was really scary. Um, but I decided on a Saturday, alone, here at the office, 
to go for a nice drive on the side of the building here. So I took it to the back street, floored it, like I was in Mexico, right? And nothing much happened. It was kind of slow. And it came on like a light switch. My front end came up <laughs> off the ground. My car headed for the pole. Not disconcerting at all, of course. I let off. It slammed bop, bop, on the ground. And I, I stopped, turned back, legs shaking, Went to the back of the shop, opened the bay doors. When it cooled down, I took turbos off. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> plan. Immediately, I went to Turbonetics and said, no, this is too big. So I went down from 64s to 61s. And because I was so afraid, I stopped at 771 on the 61s. Like, that's enough power. Drove it for a while. I was really comfortable. Did some half-mile stuff and noticed that I had a lot of lag in between gears. I said, you know, I need to go smaller. So I went to 58s. And then cranked up the boost more. Got up to 850. But because I spooled much quicker, mm-hmm. at about 5,000 RPMs, I gained 300 horses. Nice. So it's a much faster car. Hard to stop. That's why a good friend Matt Farad drove it recently. He said, this thing shouldn't be on the road. It's the most I terrifying thing. You need, yeah. you need better brakes. I do need better brakes. It's, it's hard to stop. It's really frightening. It's one of the reasons why I don't drive it as often. Because it's, it's really scary. It's scary. Yeah. Oh my God, I remember scary. when he drove that. Yeah. That, and he was just terrified the entire time. <laughs> yes. The van makes more power than the Porsche, but that was a lot more, you know, being 4,800 pounds, it's yeah. more comfortable. But yeah. that blue thing is, fr- it's ter- I mean, it, it, it is your widow maker. It sure. really is. Well, for me, as a drag racer, it's not so bad. Yeah. But for the average guy, oh my God. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, I mean, being an old Porsche, like people, maybe you know, a lot of people aren't used to weight being, all the weight being over the rear. Very true. So, yeah. You can't disrespect her. If you do, you she'll bite you. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just this is kind of a nerd question. What what ECU are you running in that oh, car? An AEM Series Two on that. Okay. Um, the Infinity didn't exist then. Sure. But I'm a huge advocate of fail safe, so it has so much built in just in case I you know have a challenge with the fuel system okay. or injectors yeah. or wideband. Can you sensing. do Can you do boost by gear? I do that. Um, okay. As a matter of fact, I take it a little bit further. I have a combination of a pseudo gear and speed. Oh, cool. So which is very nice. So, but even at wastegate, it makes four sixty. That's so 460 in first gear still is quite ballsy. That's, yeah. That's a yeah. lot. That's a lot. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. She's fun. <laughs> and <laughs> so what, what, t- tell me about, tell me about Hedy's Porsche because uh, uh, yeah, I love Ruby Stone, uh, Ruby Stone Red. It's one of the best colors. So Hedy may look very docile from the outside. I don't know. She's, she's, she's kind of crazy. She has always struck me as the Suge Knight of the <laughs> Oh, yeah. She certainly is. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Oh, very good observation. Thank so you. I've Do done, I've done the, you know, the blue Porsches. I've done the twin turbo Caymans. I've done the center seat, you know, 986, 987 combinations. I've done so many cool things. But when my wife wanted a car, she wanted something that was more, how should I say, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Just like her. Just, ooh, just you like do, her. You don't say. Yes. <laughs> An extension <laughs> of her. So... Hedy commissioned me to do something unique. She wanted something that was really unsuspecting. Where you see this car, like, ah, even though a Porsche Rubystone Red was a beautiful color, by the way. Yeah. The average guy would say, oh, pink, pink Porsche. She didn't want anything wide. She wanted a narrow body. So you wouldn't know what's going on. But of course, some sticky tires from Toyo. But here's where it gets interesting. Just like me, Hedy really loves the beauty of classic 911s. But just like me, she's not an advocate of the old school technology. Sure. So she wanted the perfect narrow-body, G-body vehicle. 
she commissioned me to put in a GT2 <laughs> water-cooled power plant from the Turbo 911, of course. Metzger-based. Not mm-hmm. that rubbish I'm doing. No. She wants something proper. Start start with the solid platform. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, how dare oh, you. Thank you. How well, dare I mean, you. To, though, to be fair, the Metzger did is a much older engine. That started as an air-cooled. That was, it did. It did. You know. And a lot of components transfer over, actually, which is pretty cool. So, so she has the that. case is still a 964 part it number. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not that I'm a nerd or anything. Ah. Kyle knows nothing. Not me. Not nothing, nothing I can tell. No, nothing. Nothing. So it didn't stop there. I had to get rid of the GT2 KKK-based turbos and incorporate some modern aerodynamics with some billet TNX turbos from Turbodynamics. It doesn't stop there. She wanted a gearbox that can make the experience, driving experience, a little more exciting. So instead, a GT2 motor is not going to provide enough si- excitement. Oh yeah, not, not at all. It's no. very, very pedestrian. <laughs> very pedestrian. She wanted. How do I even say this? A cup Porsche cup sequential gearbox. Yeah, I mean, just to make things easy for traffic. Yeah, normal start right on start. the ten, perfect. <laughs> of course. And, um, you know, with the whining and all the good stuff, you know, it sounds like you're in reverse when you're going forward. But um, the greatest twin discs, clutches, and all the good stuff. And so you look at this car, and we went through a lot of pain to make it look very, very, very tame. So if you pay close attention for the Porsche bus out there, if you look at the wing, it looks like a standard Carrera wing. But the base is from a 930. So you have this 930 base, which can house a nice intercooler. Air to air in a cooler heat exchanger, but the tea tray or the rubber around it is from a Carrera. So mm-hmm. to the untrained eye, it looks like a narrow body Carrera. Like, what's the deal? What the only thing that gives it away is that uh, the sewage pipe size exhaust. That's the only thing that gives it away to allow the turbos to breathe. But apart from that, it looks like a narrow body pink Porsche. Porsche. There you go. If you see her on the road, ladies and gentlemen, please do not mess with her. It is a fast, fast <laughs> car. Please, I beg of you. Don't give all the secrets away. Yeah, it's just, if you see a pink. It's just, you got to watch out for those yeah. pink Porsches. Pink and Porsches with gold wheels. Pink yeah. Porsches, the Priuses in the carpool lane, they're the ones that are going to get you. Yeah. Right. So, when they're um, going exactly the speed limit, nothing more. There you go. Yep. On the way to Mexico. On the way to Mexico. Compton, Guadalajara. There you go. <laughs> That's exactly right. With a towing trail. Okay. Towing trousers. Towing trousers on, ready to go. That mm-hmm. is uh, towing trousers is going to be one of the tags for this episode. Yeah. Towing trousers. I think that's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, what are you guys? I mean, what what are you working on right now that you can talk about? Yeah, because obviously, you know, you guys always got a lot of irons in the fire. Lots you're, of secrets out back there. Yeah, you're you're, you're like uh, the the deep blue chess robot, playing ah. playing it out. You know, twenty or thirty moves. Thank you, thank you. This year, as always, we have some exciting projects coming to the horizon. Um, I can, you know, Hedy can go into more detail because she makes me sound NDAs. I just sign away and not even look at them. But um, I know that we Wait, have. That's how James got married. They, oh, well wow. done. Well done. Well yeah, done. It is. It well is. done. Kudos. In three countries. Oh, wow. Even, even more interesting. Hopefully it's the same continent. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, not even. Oh, wow. even more oh my goodness. That's, that's a bit of a challenge. But um, so this year we have uh, three Porsches, uh, a Viper. And, uh, well, just announced recently uh, another Honda. We're resurrecting our old Wago van. But, um, Hedy, what can we talk about? What can we share? We can actually probably share that big project we're working on. Okay. 
Um, we this year we're working on Hot Wheels has a 50th anniversary vehicle that they are planning to launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been commissioned to build this crazy. How do you even explain this car? It's like a rat rod. It's almost like a yeah. It looks like Batman's power. car on <laughs> steroids that happened to travel back to the future in time. Wow, that's interesting. I like it. Okay. That sounds kind of interesting, that's right? Key, good, well done. Good, good keywords. I think good so. hashtags. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So the, the one thing about uh, our friends from Mattel is they have so many beautiful cars that they have on display, but none of them are really drivers. So one thing about us, and the OEMs love this about us, when we build cars like the Odyssey, mm-hmm. those cars are drivers. They're not just you know pretty show queens they you can actually jump in you know my grandma could jump in and drive it i wouldn't advise her to go past 50 percent throttle but and not in her towing truck i also so wouldn't advise her to no. jump in i just say step in exactly. there you go step in there you go of course just gingerly insinuate gingerly i like that <laughs> yeah into the I driver's like seat if it was the dukes of hazard then i'd totally say jump right in right. straight in through the window it's the only way grandma to and dukes of hazards the best thing totally not a good visual but nonetheless, uh, this will be a proper driver. And that's why I invite both of you, when we're done, by all means, drive her. She'll be a roadworthy vehicle, a lot of that's fun. That's it. Don't that's have to tell us twice. We've already signed up. We'll yeah, sign that, go. whatever. Well done. Ben. You said it. Okay. It's been recorded. So we're pretty excited. And, um, I have excellent life insurance coverage through my work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's important. I have to send a waiver, too. Yeah. Sweetheart, I know you're listening. We're uh, covered. We're fine. Uh, uh, totally uh, we're uh, fine. Uh, Don't worry about it. But like most of our cars... Um, you know, even as a scientist, we are responsible scientists. And uh, this vehicle also have uh, give you the ability to enjoy it without having to worry about, you know, pollutants and high emissions. Uh, okay. NOx's, NOx's. Cool. We, we, we're huge advocates of, of ethanol-based fuels and, and using EV technology whenever mm-hmm. appropriate and so on and so forth. So, Lisa, can you share some of the Easter eggs or highlights? Are we allowed to? Well, I think you can just, without sharing too much, I think you can share a little bit for... The enthusiasts well, listening so um, they can hear it first. Let, I'll give this teaser. If any of you are driving the car and you feel very comfortable to where you want to go to the next level, there will be a device that will allow you to do that. A device that would allow you to have a more exhilarating experience in the okay. car. I like this. Real time. That's all I can say. Right. Sounds good. It does sound good. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So, yeah, that's, I mean, again, like you guys are some of our favorite people. Thank you. You're always a delight to see. We're happy to run into you anywhere. Or even we haven't mentioned them being on TV as well. Oh, right. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were on, on, well, not really television. Kind of television. Oh, streaming. Netflix. Yeah. In the modern day television. Yeah, it's better than television because you can binge watch. That's very true. Which I do. Which Ah, we did. Very naughty. Very true. (laughs) That's right. Well, I work at home. That's yeah. So tell us about that. How was it? That was How a great was experience. experience. It was, was fantastic, it was. actually. You know, the interesting thing, I guess I'm going to bring the whole feminine woman side of things. I don't know if there's any female Gross. listeners out there. I know. Uh, I know. I'll be honest. I know. At least James two. and I are pretty There's woke. at least two. Okay, so I'll make it super short. No, no. Um, my <laughs> wife would like it if you'd make it longer. And Kyle's <laughs> wife would like it like made it longer too. That's right. There you go. No, we're super, we're super woke to the cause. Okay. Thank you then. Um It was very interesting because I was actually, I think I was in my third trimester when we filmed That Fastest Car on Netflix. And a lot of people didn't know I was pregnant. And so it was kind of one of those things where it's like, did she just eat a big hamburger? (laughs) Or is she uh, 
a little pudgy. So it was kind of, you know, from a woman's perspective, I was really, really uncomfortable. Sure. Like, at least with the physical part of it. You look great, Hedy. And, you know, you may end up having enemies when they look at this now because Hedy carries very well. I mean, she was now, in her... She was in her third trimester and... I mean, we had to go like, to the track. I mean, she looked like... Oh, my God. She looked like she was... And let's pregnant. be honest. Whenever you go to a racetrack, it's generally either one, really cold and wet. Right. Or two, the other extreme, and you step and touch the ground and you're like feet melt. It's yeah. so hot. And it was a latte for us. Yeah. Super hot. It was really warm. But we had a great time filming that. And we did. one thing that people ask us a lot is, was that thing staged? Was it legit? It was legit. It was a proper. It was proper. The only thing that... um. I wasn't too happy about, and Hedy's giving this me is, the thing is, BC is gonna. This is gonna go to his grave. Like oh, of he, course it will. He's not used to losing by all at all, not at all. Sure. And in this case, I think it was a little bit unfair-ish, kind of, because um, we had to run street tires. Mm. You can only imagine drag sure. racing, especially traction, yeah. is a huge, huge especially component in that vehicle that you were driving. The Honda. Well. Just for just for our listeners who may not have seen, who may not be stealing uh, somebody else's Netflix show right. or Netflix login, um, what did you guys drive there, and what were you up against? Sure. Ah, so um, this the, the production company came to us, and they had this great concept of sleeper cars versus exotics. Who could be faster? These you know three four hundred thousand dollar cars or little backyard vehicles. So. What cars Which do you I have? Which I think something that you would build clearly qualifies as a I little backyard back. vehicle. No, <laughs> no R&D interest. Though. Not that. Uh, should we go down else? to yeah. AutoZone and grab some more things? There you go. Get, put a tornado in intake. That's good to go. But, um, so I submitted two cars I felt that would be ideal. Uh, I submitted as an exotic, the blue 911. That terrifies everyone. Mm-hmm. And as the sleeper, I don't know if you noticed back there, but I have a real-wheel drive converted Hyundai back there. Yeah, we have we've seen we've 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 heard tell of yep. this uh, mysterious beast. So this beast is actually the most powerful car in my facility and the most powerful Hyundai to ever exist. Makes eleven hundred horsepower to the wheels, mm-hmm. twin turbocharged, fully built, uh three point eight liter, V six engine, convert to manual, awesome. I mean digs holes and grounds left and right. It's awesome, awesome vehicle. So I thought that would be the perfect Sleeper car. It's a Hyundai SUV, a 2017 Santa Fe. I mean, who would even think? Right. So the production company came here to inspect the vehicles. And as they walked by that burgundy van, they said, (laughs) what is that? Oh, no, it's just a van. It's been on too many shows, overexposed. You don't want it. What is that? It's a thousand horsepower. I mean, we want it. Yeah. So that was the end of that. It's a thousand horsepower minivan. Yeah, that, that was that was that. So. Now, what was interesting was in the spirit of the show, they wanted cars that were proper street sleepers. So my obviously my Fiat 500e running our compound tires Ooh. would not be the no. one. The right, compound tires would knock you right out of the yeah, park. See, yeah, that was the, disqualification. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or so we thought. Mm-hmm. We had a tech official from the show visit us twice to make sure that we were running Tires that were street worthy and that had no less than 140 tread wear. Mm-hmm. And to make sure that we're running pump fuel. So we run, we are advocates of ethanol fuel. So it's pump E85. That's fair. And we were, you know, we're good. And you talked on the show. I mean, yes. it highlights that the fact that you put the street tires on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the only weight advantage we had was taking off the carbon, the cargo top. And we took that off and went to the show. Well, we get to Daggett Airport in San Bernardino. 
and it was very warm. It was <laughs> oh, like a San Bernardino. And yeah. he's looking mm. back now, and she's even melting. Yeah, mid year. Mid year. And we pull up, and what do we see? The other sleepers slick down on Mickey Thompson slicks. It's bad enough they're robot drive, and here I am with street tires. So I'm like, oh no, this is not good. So I'm trying to be a good sport, but I had to bring it to the attention of the production company. Hey guys, you know they're running slicks. Oh no, those aren't slicks. Those are ball tires. No, they're racing slicks. And if that slicks. wasn't enough, they were pouring VHT, yeah. putting tires. In. Let me introduce you to Google. Right. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? Like, can I bring this back to like back in the day when BC first started drag racing, and it kind of brings back this huge, I guess, I don't know what you would call it, like. Go walk down memory lane, right? Even when he was running his single cam, like back in the day, we had his 91 CRX, 1.5 liter, single overhead cam, naturally aspirated. And he used his science or academia, like we would calculate, okay, power to weight ratio. He'd walk oh. around with a scale, mm-hmm. measure his bolts, like do all these aerodynamic, weird, crazy stuff. And every single time it was like David versus Goliath type of story where we were sure. torn down. People would go, it was always an unfair advantage. We're always protested. Yeah. Always protested. Always. So I think fast forward to this whole fast car, like we're at the race again. It brings back all these memories and it's like, not again, not in 2000 and what, 17, right? Yeah. Like, how can this be? And it happened again. So. Well, you know, we were good sports about it. Hedy's at BC, just don't worry, just crank up the boost. Which yeah. we, I shouldn't have. Probably not. Yeah, but yeah. Um, in retrospect, in retrospect not. yeah, because it, it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that you don't things, want to spoil it for anyone yeah. that hasn't hasn't it's, watched it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Well, long story short, um, you can imagine a front wheel drive versus rear wheel drives with slicks. You can imagine. Yeah. But we had a great time nonetheless. Absolutely. Well, your only chance was going to be to 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 do a complete whiteout with tire smoke, and they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't see anything. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the exotic came in pretty stock. Well, not stock standard, but would it, did they have the slicks on too or not? I no, they, he had he had proper yeah, he had good tires. Had, yeah, you know, it was supercharged, so yeah. it wasn't a factory GT forty, but it was it was it was a four GT stock. It was supercharged, but nonetheless, it was um that was a good one. I just felt that um it would have been nice if we all ran street tires, like proper one forty or higher, or like, if like we all spe- ran slicks, like a spec tire, a spec tire, or yeah. we all ran slicks. Yeah, yeah. then or that- proper, I think properly teched to make it a fair. I think a, a, a more fair or level playing field. Sure. Right? I think it would have been a little bit better, for at least for us. But nonetheless, I appreciate all of you guys out there with all the support from all around the globe. People loved it. They loved our story and what we're about. So we had a, but honestly, we had a great time. That's good. We had a fantastic time filming that, and I look forward to even more. It was just a, a blast. We had a good time doing it. It was good. And that well, van is awesome. Time, that next van time awesome. you're going to fill the back of the van with cheaty tires. Oh, just I'll be it. so prepared. I'll be so, it'll be. And, and Hedy, I know where you're coming from because, guys, it was when we dragged the race, it was crazy. I, I really, I remember the time when people were so upset that I made my own fuel, that I added esters to make it smell a certain way. Oh, yeah. He and was that really bad. pissed them off. Oh, yeah. Do you I guys have a story about that? the, the no. smelly fuel? Oh, oh that's awesome. really good. This is a good one. That's really good. So, Remember back, we were talking about how much fuel was? Sure. Yeah. Well, I wasn't a huge advocate of paying, at the time, $7 a gallon for race fuel. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's expensive. It was expensive then when I can buy pump fuel for $1.80. So I'm like, okay, I'm a chemical engineering student. I just need something that has some anti-knock properties. What could go wrong? No, nothing could. I mean, it's it's very simple for me. I just want something it's that... like making Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. it's like making Kool-Aid. Yeah, so of course. I used Chevron 91 as a base. Mm-hmm. I added some tetraethyl lead. Uh, as an anti-knock agent, added a little bit of toluene to have more anti-knock. Um, 
I needed more because my spark plugs are still specking a little bit with the high compression I had. So I added a little benzene. Um, I wouldn't advise that. It's a known carcinogen. But um, unlike tetraethyl lead, which is yeah, no, which totally known really, yeah. by the state everyone, of California, everyone drinks that. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. normal yeah, these days. No, a dash of this. Yeah, that's that. important. You, you get that when you have your morning Wheaties. Exactly. It's, it's, isn't it the extra they give out of Starbucks now? You can get it as a vanilla shot. No, that's I'll right. have that tetraethyl lead. But yes. it, the fuel end up it ended up costing me you know less than three dollars a gallon to make, and it was it gave me the octane I needed and protection, and I made it very you know people ask me hey what you I'm like I made my own fuel. I made it clear I it wasn't a secret. But since I was running really fast, I think at the time we were running 12 sixes, which back then was fast. People were like, oh, that's not fair. He's cheating. He's making his own fuel. And of course, the sanctioned body is like, you know, whatever. There's no fuel requirements, whatever. So to piss people off, I decided to do something really clever. Using a very thin, or I say low carbon chain uh, oil base and adding... Um, a low pH acid to break it down. You can create esters. And since the human sense of smell is very, very narrow, like dogs, um, you can... You made banana fuel? I actually made esters to where it smelled like... I, I did fruit punch. I did grape. I tried grape. doing chocolate, <laughs> but I didn't get it right. It smelled really bad. I didn't uh, get it right. Uh, bad chocolate. And no added, bad chocolate fuel. Oh, that's the worst. So I added it to my fuel. And it, being a hydrocarbon, it would burn the same. and didn't sure. affect my... My flame propagation or octane, it wasn't nothing, nothing bad. Party so, um, <laughs> so long story short, I stopped my car in the lanes and it smelled like grapes or like fruit punch and it pissed my competitors off. Even <laughs> I just rev it and oh, they were so mad. And then it kind of raised too many eyebrows and then I got banned. So. Mike, if you're listening, Mike, Mike Ferreira, thank you so much for banning me. It was cool. But you know what's weird? Just tell the other guys, like, no, what you got to do. <laughs> get, you get, it's a mix. It's, it's um, Welch's. There you go. And also Manischewitz. <laughs> there, you there you go. The right Straight ratios. <laughs> Done. I think there's a company now that actually sells that stuff. You can add. And really? Stuff. Yeah, this company. Anyway, uh, the, the irony is, <laughs> I was banned. <laughs> right. So I had to break bread and buy. VP, what did I buy? C14? It was C14. And I got faster. Of course. So the guys from VP knew more than I as a student, and their fuel was actually superior to what I made. Turns, Turns out yeah. that big company <laughs> yeah. might have a bit more testing facilities. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more. Back right. yeah. but, I, but it worked for me, and, and it was a great anti-knock compound that I had. But the C14, C we started running, I, that's when I jumped to like, uh, I think we got to 12 twos, then we finally got to 11 eights. And so, you know, on C14. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Turns out when you bully the guy, mm-hmm. it's better. There you, go. you can't stop him. You can so only thanks for help reminding me about that. Him. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So where do people go if they want to find all of the ridiculous uh-huh. stuff that you do, or if they want to try and get you to build them a car or buy things, whatever? What? How do they find you? I think the, the new era mm-hmm. of time. I would like to say. I think. Social media is the best outlet for us. I mean, BC is very active on Instagram, especially. It's just BC Moto. It's at BC Moto, B-I-S-I-M-O-T-O. He's very interactive. Every Tuesday, he does a live Tech Tuesday for an hour long. It's uh, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Mm -hmm. where you can call in. I mean, I'm sorry, call in, but write in 
or email. First yeah, time call caller, long time. Call yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> email, uh, email sales at bcmoto.com or you can just kind of write in and he'll answer your questions. It's really, it's kind of our way to give back to the community. Certainly. And if you're shy, I answer them live as well. So if you don't feel like writing in, maybe you think we're going to critique your grammar. Just, uh, he you will. Can, <laughs> you can ask me live and I'll be more no. than happy oh, yeah. to answer them. So Tuesday, noon, Pacific. Excellent. And uh, yeah, James, where can they find you? Well, they can find me at No Breaking and at, at NoBreaking.com and at NoBreaking on Facebook. It's like you planned that. It's I know. Isn't that really clever? No, it's all very clever. clever. You should but have you. that pre-recorded. Just right, press a I button try. and just... Yeah. I should work. just have James pre-recorded, just yeah, just a James soundboard <laughs> right. yeah, for when he's yeah. for when he's sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Kyle, what about you? Where can they find you on this World Wide Web? Well, you can find uh, the stuff I do for uh, my day job. Yep, where they pay you real money, real American dollars, real American dollars, greenbacks. Not anymore. It's better than Turkish lira. Yeah, that's true. I don't need that. I don't. You know, I'm not interested in in. Um, is it Chinese yuan? Mm-hmm. You don't want the groats. You want to stay clear of the groats. That's right. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's at theroadshow.com. Ooh. Mm. The Roadshow. I like it. That's right. Anything with the in the front makes it proper. That's isn't right. It? I think so. The, so the, the definite the article. Kyle does read all the comments and he responds to all the emails he gets. Yeah, especially when they're from ret- angry retired guys who nice. formerly represented the magnesium lobby for America. Oh. <laughs> Kyle's got some magnesium got, questions for you. I got chewed so hard today by a retired gentleman. I use that word loosely. Very loosely. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I made some what he thought were disparaging comments about Ford's use of magnesium errors. in Grave the F-150. I'm pro-magnesium, guys. Listen, I spent a lot of time around race cars, particularly race cars from the 80s. Those things are magnesium, just lousy with it. Hmm. Just just filthy with magnesium. It's wonderful. But if people want to see your unscripted... <laughs> my unwork, my unpaid work? Yes. They can Where listen you... to this podcast. Well, that's obviously for sure. Start. But then where uh, else can I go to find the unfiltered Carl J. Hyatt? That's... Yeah. It's, it's uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Kyle J. Hyatt. Hyatt like the hotel. And then, Kyle, what do we want the listeners to do when they hear our podcast? Apart from, obviously, tell a friend, subscribe them. What else do they need to do? Set up a trust in our names. That, obviously. Which they then contribute to. No, um, just make sure you, you no, subscribe. No, that seems we're serious about that. Did you, guys, right, we James. are really serious. James has to eat. <laughs> um, no, it's, we got, he has to make all his dog's food yes, by hand. It's I do. expensive. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah, he really does. How many dogs do you have? Just one. That's all he could take. If he had any more. Of course, he'd go bankrupt. I've got to go do it tonight when I get back home. That's right. But no, um, seriously, if you guys would subscribe, we'd appreciate just the heck out of that. And give us a lovely review. Yeah, very nice. A positive review. About magnesium. Anything. Anything. If anybody writes about magnesium in the reviews, I will I will find you at your house. <laughs> and he will give you a sticker. That's exactly yes. what it was. Right. Yes. He will drop off a no-breaking yeah. sticker. That's yes. right. But yeah. Now give us a review. Um, and uh, if, if you want to give us, uh, leave a comment, that's nice. Yes. If you have questions for us, bother James. Yep. You can find um, all the questions at no-breaking. More than happy to answer them. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, definitely tune in next week, uh, Wednesday, when our guests will be some different humans. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're human. Hopefully. That'd be nice.